When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Yeah, I guess this is the sickest wee Wednesday in history. Welcome back. It's the morning after. TMA, presented by Brandon Crouppen. And uh, Doug Vaughn is out. He has decided to leave the show. He's back! Business meeting, Tim. Jeff got a raise. I saw Jackson kind of MFing you a little bit. Yeah, he was. He really let me have it. He just snapped his finger and yeah. pointed mm-hmm. at the red light. Yeah. yeah. Get your ass in there, in. boy. HD2 studio. His powers go into his head. I noticed oh. that. Now that he's got the hair, the girl, it he's does live. Yeah. He's honorable mention from 10 to 11 now. I've noticed that over the last hour, ever since the the rankings came out. I used to walk in and he would come out. He would greet me, a lot of happiness. Yeah. Now I've got to go over and like pound it. on the window of his Horton Watkins studio. And he barely gives me a little chin waggle. He just doesn't care anymore. Thank no. you. Sorry, fellas. I'm the one. Oh, he's yeah. listening. Sorry, Jackson. <laughs> Didn't mean to offend you, buddy. Just don't step by the line again there. I think maybe he needs to be knocked down a peg. I agree. Now Mark Hanna's here, and he's online at evergreenstl.com, and his number is 314-889-0503. And you are the proud sponsor of this gentleman. His name is Jeremy Rutherford, and he joins us every Wednesday at 9 o'clock, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. Good morning, JR. Morning, morning. Hey, and uh, Mark, Jackson isn't the only guy on this show that will big-time you if he gets a chance. Oh, Doug, that was well, carry on. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, the Blues are off. I got some downtime here, and I went to the uh, Kirkwood rink a couple nights ago to watch Kirkwood and DeSmet, and I'm sitting there in the bleachers, and here comes Doug, and I wave mm-hmm. at him and try to flag him down and see if I can chat with him and just kept walking. Oh, oh my God. I didn't see you. What, your handlers had you had him blocked? I suppose security probably had, had him blind. I didn't see you. Where were you? Let's step out of the way of this conflict. Carry on, I, I don't, how could you miss me? I guess that's my question. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I sat right there at center ice. Who won the game? Uh, Dismet won. That was, uh, was Dismet. Dismet won, and uh, Tim, I'm supposed to uh, pass something along to you. Mm-hmm. The Dismet kids were wearing the... Uh, the AMDG on yeah. the back of their yeah. sweaters, sure. and uh, I got to admit, I did not know what it stood for, so I uh, texted the nonling, and yeah. uh, he shot it back and, and told me, and he said uh, you'd get a kick out of that. So the DeSmet kids beat up on the uh, the Kirkwood kids. Doug I know they score, beat them. They, they had puck luck. 5-2 with an empty netter. And DeSmet's <laughs> wearing powder blue. What's that? Where are your colors? Good Come for on. you. Yeah, let's not limit it to Missouri's uniforms yes. and the Cardinal with the red hat. Come on, DeSmet. What, what, did DeSmet switch their colors? Well, they were wearing powder blue jerseys. I don't yeah, know I think they have a couple, about. three jerseys or so. Is that good for marketing and recruiting? Well, you can have all the jersey, but keep it to your colors so we know who you are. 
Pioneers are probably just wearing the red and white, Doug. You know who they are, don't you? On Sunday, right? They didn't have some of their best players because they were playing on their select teams. Of course, Kirkwood. Oh, so you're saying yeah. D. Smith doesn't have that? No, I don't think they probably do, no. What were you yeah, asking and, about uh, on Sunday, uh, Jerry? Are you familiar with the team? I think the uh, the Kirkwood team has a goalie named uh, Apple, so the DeSmet kids were chanting Apple, and then they realized that he wasn't there. He was playing for his AAA team, so uh, then the chant became Apple's backup. Oh, I, I couldn't hear what they were saying. Backup. Yeah. That's a pretty big diss. I don't know. But, yeah, it would have been nice to talk to Doug is, is the bottom line. There. No, I wouldn't have anything to do with you, did I? <laughs> I didn't see his. Stop making excuses, Doug. That's from the 314. No. They are not happy mm-hmm. with you. Okay, sorry. I didn't see him. I didn't see him. Uh, DeSmet has those baby blues for seven-ish years. Maroon, white, yellow, and baby blue. Stop That's from it. Chunk and the Chuck. Well, they shouldn't. Well, if you're going to combine blue, white, and yellow, make sure you do it with pink or city red. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeSmet has, uh, you know, the non-ling, the non-ling was like a El Capitan, I think, of DeSmet. He was? You know that? Yeah. No. I did not know that. His yeah. skills. Yeah, must have been good. Skills. I know. That he, non-ling. He didn't ride the pine as the third-line left winger from Melville. <laughs> was that, was that your that responsibility? You it, it was. It was. You, I watched a lot of hockey and did not see a lot of ice. You rode pine pony? Oh, big time. Big time. I wasn't good. How was the Melville squad? Not good. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> we told a lot of stories, watching a lot of losses, and yeah. wishing that we were good enough to be on the second one. <laughs> uh, JR, what do you think about the Winter Classic announcement? How about that, boys? That's uh, that's something. I know it's uh, lost its luster a little bit. Uh, if you talk to the league or you talk to Gary Bettman, they'll tell you, hey, maybe around the league in terms of big picture fans watching other teams play in the winter classic, but for each market, it still seems to be a big deal. I know even though Seattle and Vegas had what 1.1 million viewers this year, which was the lowest um, maybe ever. uh, I think the people in Seattle really appreciated it and had a good time. And in St. Louis, you go back to that 2017 against the Blackhawks, you know, couldn't really have scripted it any better. I remember talking to one of the league executives after the game and they said uh, how what a great job st louis did so now we'll get a chance to go to uh, wrigley field and i do have a question uh, my mom when i got married she bought me a uh, cardinal jersey my wife and i each a cardinal jersey and she put our last names on the back of it and so i wore it to wrigley field for a cardinals cubs game and let me give you guys one bit of advice mm. uh, if you're gonna wear a uh, cardinals jersey to wrigley field you might not want to interact with the uh, faithful there that guy said rutherford who's who's rutherford who's rutherford and yeah, I told him he was an all-star in the 1960s, and then this guy proceeded to tell me what he thought about uh, me and the Cardinals. So, mm-hmm. you know, rough go. So should I wear the jersey up there for that? Yeah, wear, yeah. rub their noses in it. Yeah, send a message. <laughs> 71 wins last year. Yeah, that sense of message. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I'd go ahead and wear the jersey. Yeah, oh. but they loaded up on the pitching this year, so. Oh, I don't get the plowhawk going. <laughs> great. Everything great. Uh, hey, uh, the Nonling and I were texting about the Winter Classic yesterday. He said he uh, was curious on your opinion on the thought process. It's not like the Blues are a powerhouse market in the NHL, uh, but the ones the Blues have been involved in so far have been considered successes. I know the the Blackhawks and, and uh, Red Wings have played before. I don't know who else they've played. I just know they've never beaten anybody in the uh, in the Winter Classic. Uh, what are your thoughts on the fact that they chose the Blues and the two teams have played before? 
Yeah, it's a bit surprising. I mean, you look at the uh, the initial announcement that the Hawks are going to host, and you can understand that, right? That uh, Bedard's going to be the, the main attraction there, and, and that's where they're going to get their uh, their viewers. But then, who are the Hawks going to play? You know, I think the Blues have had, as you mentioned, a lot of success, and the Blues, St. Louis, in particular, does great numbers wise. You look at the Stanley Cup numbers every year; it's the Buffaloes, the Pittsburghs, the St. Louises, and then whoever else is playing. And kind of same with this uh, Winter Classic. So I think. The league has a very high opinion of St. Louis and its fan base, and you know I think uh, no doubt it'll sell out, and Chicago fans w- wouldn't have a problem doing that, especially with probably what will be limited seating. Uh, but uh, St. Louis will show up and, and make that trip and, and make that place look uh, look really good. So you know even though the Blues are in the retool and and might not have a lot of star names next year, I think that uh, you know it, it's a good opponent and it's going to be good for TV. Trades are starting to happen a little bit. Uh, any take on what's happened? I saw that there was one with uh, Winnipeg, one with Vancouver. Any take on what's been going on in the trade market thus far? Yeah, yeah, Mark. So it's gotten started a little bit early. I think the Blues have 14 games left before that March 8th trade deadline. It's coming up, and uh, some teams, uh, you touched on Winnipeg making a deal, Vancouver making a deal. I think those teams uh, really helped themselves, especially uh, especially Vancouver getting uh, Lindholm from, from Calgary. Uh, and then uh, you're gonna, probably going to see some other teams pick it up as we get closer to this thing. You know, it's, it used to be a lot on trade deadline day, and, and now it just seems, even with the Blues' Doug Armstrong last year moving Tarasenko and, and uh, Ryan O'Reilly well before the trade deadline, it seems to be the trend when GMs find their deal and find the uh, the compensation that they want to get, they go ahead and, and get things done as opposed to uh, waiting. So, um, you know, we anticipate... Perhaps some moves with uh, with the Blues. Doug Armstrong did say recently, though, that uh, if they stay in the same position where they're in a playoff spot, uh, they could just stand pat. And so you wonder about guys like Marco Scandella, uh, Oscar Sundquist, another guy being an unrestricted free agent. Would they move those guys or would they keep them for what they hope could be uh, qualifying for the playoffs? Now we welcome people to text in their two-part questions for JR. Two yeah, two parts uh, is what Doug requests. So no, I don't. I follow suit. 314-881-TMA5. Jeff Lotman, Compass Realty. Text inbox. JR, please tell me how big Dan Hynotes Hog is. Oh, hey, come on. Come on. <laughs> He's just talking about pork. Also, do you think it's lazy or romantic that after pasta night, my wife and I just touch ourselves in the same room? That's from Those are hockey questions. Dan, high note. Wait, he hasn't played in years. What if they're watching a hockey game? Right. Think about that. Yeah. You guys remember who Dan High note? I don't know if they married or he he was going out with her. Was Jenny McCarthy's sister Amy McCarthy? Oh, I remember something about that. Yeah. That's while he was with the Blues, too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he, he has a Denver Broncos cheerleader. I, I'm sure Dan Hynote. <laughs> who, who am I kidding here? I'm going to start listing him. <laughs> mm. I like it. Yeah, why would they pick him of all people? Because <laughs> the hog size. That was the question. Yeah. Then the other part of the uh, two-parter, you know, after pasta, all bets are off. I just go into a coma after pasta. <laughs> you do. <know. laughs> Yeah, call her Buzz, Doug. He won the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month okay. in June, and he has wonderful questions. Uh, Wasn't that good, really? JR, do you think the Blues can have a better second half than the first half? Also, after a game, when you sniff the bench, whose man musk turns you on most? Come on! That's from Mr. Siders, Jackson's opponent in the Fan Page Club uh, Championship. I think that question's for Mark. Mark rode the pine, right? What's the bench? Yeah, I don't know. Oh. But I didn't put my 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 nose right there. <laughs> oh. Whiffs of the undercarriage. Ah. 
and then as far as the second half, uh, are we past the second half? I hope we're, we're a few games past. The we are half, well but, around you know, yeah, fifty. Coming games, back from 49. this break, uh, what do you guys think in terms of how the Blues respond? So if they won that game against Columbus and they ride into the break, six-game winning streak. What is it like, the mentality as a player? Do you come back, okay, hey, we're playing good, we got things figured out, or because they lost that game, do you come back a little more focused? I honestly, I wondered about that, too. Like, in the whole scheme of things, like, I was really bothered when they lost that game, I think because they just played so seemingly disinterested, honestly. But I'm thinking to myself that if you're the guys on the team and you're in your 20s mostly, you're you're, you're like, yeah, we don't even remember it. We've We've lost... 21 times this year we've won 26 we're probably better than most people thought we were going to be i doubt they're even thinking about it i don't know what do you think on it yeah the one thing i'll say and i think you're right i think it is kind of a generation deal and it's not just this generation i think you know a little bit the 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 older players when i say older i'm talking about guys in their mid-30s right now is they move on quick like when i first started covering the blues in 2005 you know they'd lose the game and you had guys, whoever, Keith Kachuk, Dallas Drake, they just like lamenting it like the next day. You could see it on their face in, in practice. And, you know, I've covered Blues teams in the past 10 years, let's say, where 30 minutes after the game, I mean, they're just ready to move on and you don't see them wearing it. And I'm not saying this is a good or bad thing. A lot of players will tell you it's a good thing to be able to move on to the next one because they play so many. So I'm with you. I think as soon as they the wheels pulled out of the Enterprise Center that night, they forgot about that yeah. one. Yeah, I would imagine. I was outside before we started the segment and talking with Plowsy, and he was sharing how he secretly admires the Cardinals' decisions with respect to veteran leadership, but he's not going to say it on the air. He's No, I keep that between house. Yeah. Right, right. So given how the Cardinals brought back uh, uh, Matt Carpenter, do you think there's a chance that uh, Jeff Finley might make a reappearance oh, yeah. on the blue line this season? That? Goodness. I, I can confirm that there has been talk between uh, the Blues and Finley's agent. I uh, spoke with uh, his representation this morning. Uh, but it, it's just that right now they can't come to terms on the dollars. You know, back then uh, the, the salary was $500,000, and, and Finley still thinks at age 53 uh, that he can command that type of salary. So <laughs> to be able to. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. He's 53 now, and, yeah, I guess it, it makes sense. Bring him back. Why not? You gotta have a bodies back there for sure. Thirty-seven still available as a number, right? <laughs> August thirty-seven. Uh, yeah, I have to check. Thirty-seven available. Can't check on that. This is a good one. Uh, yeah. If Richie Pilon doesn't, is, oh, that's how you pronounce his name, right? Wasn't it? I, I think Pilon. so. Yeah. yeah. If Richie Pilon didn't break his wrist, did the Blues win the Stanley Cup? Second part. Do you think my boyfriend Doug really loves me, or does he say that to keep getting to put his hands down my pant? Okay, who was it, Engine Joe's Cave Ride Magic Man. Joe just got suspended. Engine Joe's Cave Ride. Sorry, you had to hear that, Jeremy. If you don't mind, I'll do a little paperwork here for the Illinois Recovery System. Yeah, you can answer the P-Line question in the meantime. Engine Joe's. Yeah, just uh, to pick up on P-Line, gosh, over the years, uh, covering the Blues, I've heard a lot of, well, if Grant Fuhrer doesn't get hurt, if Kiprios doesn't run into him, do the Blues win the Stanley Cup? But I've just never heard it uh, phrased that way, and and the name be Richie P-Line if the Blues can win the Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he got suspended for the questions. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, and the second part? He needs recovery. He could have been talking about Doug Wade. Uh, say, that, say that again. Doug could have been talking about uh, Doug Wade. The, fellow and, uh, yeah. the, the question again, Doug was reprimanding the fellow, and I couldn't hear him there. Oh, he wanted to know if uh, his boyfriend, Doug, really loved him. 
or if he was just saying it to be able to put his hand down his pant. So I was going to ask Doug that question at the Kirkwood game, but I never got the chance to. No, big-timed him. Yeah. Big-timed him. And, and act like we don't know each other if I see you in public again. Could you please? <laughs> uh, Jay, what's the situation with goalie depth? Could the Blues be in a spot in a year to trade Bennington for multiple skating pieces? You like that, Doug? No, skating I don't pieces? like that. Skating pieces. They're all skating pieces. Also, what's your go-to fast food restaurant, <laughs> restroom minus Chick-fil-A for obvious reasons, and then he makes the little erection emoji. You like that? The little uh, erection emoji. What's that supposed to mean? Uh, <laughs> if I could pick one to answer out of those two, could I go with the goaltending question? It's up to you. Yeah. I mean, this is your segment. Okay, yeah. All right, we'll go with the goaltending, and then I'll take a stab at the uh, bathroom. Um, let's <laughs> Don't go. say stab. I, I, I think that uh, the Blues are going to be fine in net. I don't think they're going to trade Jordan Bennington like some people have suggested, maximizing uh, his value and then going with Hofer during this retool. So I think that uh, they see the significance of what Bennington can do for them as far as competing during this retool. And then fast food, bathroom, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go with, and I'm look, actually looking at it right now, uh, Steak and Shake. Oh, and wow. They, have they got uh, a good restaurant? Is that right? Ooh. Inside, yeah, it must be Nobody's right. uh, mm-hmm. ever there. They just have the kiosks. So, um, you know, things are wide open, never a line at the Steak and Shake bathroom. Mm. How about that? Oh, that's good that's advice. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great counsel right there. Yeah. A little chili three-way. Oh, Bill. Okay. Mm. Oh, Bill. Mm. Uh, let's see. One more here for... Uh, for JR. JR, rumor had it that Lee Stempniak was a ween peaker. Oh. Do the Blues need that kind of energy in the room to improve chemistry? That's from <laughs> Connie Lassiter and Greg Bickle. Uh, Lee was not a uh, peaker. He was a stand up fella. And uh, actually, I got to call Lee for a uh, story soon. So, whoever sent that in, I'll try to ask Lee if there's any <laughs> truth to that. And then I could probably get back to you guys next week. Yeah. What a reputation to have if you're in the league. He'll be happy to do a story with you about that. <laughs> no wonder he played for like 12 teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he bounces around. Well, I mean, he's very line. effective on the power play, but he's always peaking. Mm-hmm. What would happen if JR posted that story <laughs> oh, on the Athletic? God. You think he'd be getting a call oh, from the greatest ever? <laughs> <laughs> the Blues had to ship him out because of a peaking problem. Oh. Mm. Uh, the only show where I could get clipped and uh, and get in some trouble. Yeah, yeah that's that's what we do. Uh, Jr., thank you so much. Always enjoy the conversation, and uh, you can hear Jr. on 101 ESPN throughout the weekend here on TMA every Wednesday. Presented by the great Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. Thanks, Jr. Thanks, boys. All right, thanks, Rutherford. Jeremy Rutherford with us here. On the morning after, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. That's inside word there. It's a good inside word. You think he gets done with this and needs to take a shower? Probably. He says, why am I doing this? <laughs> why? Why would I want to risk Don't my you reputation? you say that every day at 10.01. I do. I do. Short memory. Uh, Got to have a short memory. Get back in the game. To be a relief pitcher <laughs> or a talk show host. Yeah. Or, yeah, either one. Mm-hmm. Mr. Licks just sent this in, uh, but I don't know if it was for JR or just for us. Would you consider CBC a trade school? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Trade school, would that, would that be like Rankin Tech? But that's a, that's after high school, right? Here we go. Here come the high school shots. South uh, County you know, Tech? We have a war going on between Cottleville and Webster Grove, and that's not high school. That's just municipalities. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know if Cottleville's a municipality. Is Webster Grove a municipality? I guess so, right? Sure. All right. I guess South County Tech, North County Tech. 
That's a great rivalry. Those are, those are trade schools. You learned a lot of important things at those places. I wish I'd gone there a little bit. I see they have a program where you can leave your high school and go there to learn to do a few things, which would be very valuable. Think of all the time you waste in your regular high school. Well, and and doing what I do, I see a lot of people dealing with student loans. And I'm not going to get into the whole student loan quagmire, but there are so many people that come out that I talk to that have massive student loans, and their income makes it so it's really hard to get ahead when you've got student loans and the cost of be it rent or a mortgage is so high, much less than to be able to start to put money aside for the future. And I wonder, for example, for my own kids, let's say, when do you go the college route or do you go into the trades and you don't have that same level of debt? You are able to make great money and have a great lifestyle right away. And it's, I think... We as a society are going through big changes, and and back in the day, it was South County Tech. Why would anybody go there? And I just think, well, there's a place for it. Rather than go through and get a degree in French, this guy. That's your degree is in French? Well, don't hold it against me. Is it really? What were you thinking about doing? I was thinking about the fact that there are a lot of girls in the French class. Oh, for heaven's sake. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. And yeah. your parents didn't say, wait a minute, left-winger. I don't know what my <laughs> dad was thinking, but he was awfully forgiving. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you would think that a two-year degree at some junior colleges, if you had a, any idea what you wanted to do, two years would be about enough of college to learn to sell something, to learn maybe something other than law or medicine or, or engineering Almost anything beyond that, you could probably get in two years of intense study at a junior college and not rack up $150,000, $200,000 worth of college debt. For a fifty in late fees at your local library. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like the point. You got a better Kennedy than I do, even though that was Matt Damon, right? Matt Damon. Yeah. Is it possible to pay for college as you're working in this day and age? I realize back, I don't want to say back in the day, I'm not for sure how long ago it was, to where you could have a part-time job, pay each class. Junior college, probably. Like, how much is a class cost at University of Missouri? It's expensive. Like, is it $1,200 a class, $1,500 a class? My, my son got out about six years ago, and it was costing room and board and everything about 25000 a year. Yep. That was all in at Missouri? Yeah. Yep. That's a state school. That's yeah. a state and it's, school. it's probably up to more like 30 now. It, and it's... A, it, University of Missouri has got a reputation as a great school. There are a lot of great programs there. Their business program is fabulous. But paying that, how on earth can everyday families do that? And there are, there are a lot of um, scholarship and, and support programs that are out there. But it, now, here's the other side of it is, again, talking to a lot of families Fifteen years ago, I think the approach was very different from what it is today. Fifteen years ago, I was talking with families, and they were voicing about the cost of college. Now it's about the value of college, which is a very different discussion. I, where and, it's about, and I think it's a great discussion to have. Right. I really do. Somebody texted in, "Birthday hawk, uh, college is more of a one hundred thousand dollar gift to your children. Go have fun." <laughs> pretty much. It is. A, it's pretty all, much. It's not about the classes. It's. it's being social, it's gaining a network, it's 
you know, showing an employer that you can go from start to finish in something. It really, like, that's why yeah. they don't act for your GPA. It's shown that you can do 12 to 15 hours of classes per semester, finish it, and get a task done, mm-hmm. and get your degree. That's the most important part about college is showing that you can actually do it. It's not about how much extracurriculars you do point. or how you get A's or B, because mm-hmm. that does matter in some sense, but in journalism, it mattered zero. Now, I get if you're trying to get... You know, a medical degree and a residency, your grades and things matter more in college. It's really just, for the most part, just showing that you can do it. The only person that ever asked me what my, what my grade point average was when I was applying for a job was Jay Randolph Sr. Oh, is that right? Who he is a legend? GPA. And I said, seriously, Jay Bird? <laughs> I didn't really say that. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So the grades, it's so I weird. I made something up, and how was I going to know? It's weird how important it is in high school and how little it means in college. College is more about growing up. It's Correct. about without your parents there, you still get up on time, you answer the alarm clock, you get dressed, you go to school, you come home you, without your parents telling you to do your homework, you do your homework. Can you just get through it? Can you be a human? Okay, you can. Yeah, that yep. process is probably worth more than the knowledge that you're going to forget from the test you took a, a month ago. I'm going to take that one step further. So I think that that is the baseline success. That's the table stakes to which you have to achieve. But then to take it to another level is, can you use that, can you build upon that and turn it into something more? Plowsy, you said about it's the people that you can meet and have those connections. 100%. It's it's then building into, building it onto um, what sort of conversations you can have with faculty, what sort of opportunities you can have with internships, with alumni, et cetera. And when you can take it to that level, you're able to then rise above it. And that's where it doesn't matter what your GPA is. It doesn't matter if you have those skills and you're able to take it and build upon it and have that maturity to go beyond. And that's where the real skill mm-hmm. lies. But how do you quantify that? That's what, that's the value discussion. That's a really difficult thing. Like most do. of the smart people they have out now, you know, obviously building billion-dollar companies, they don't finish college. Do you think how important college is to Mark Zuckerberg? I mean, it's just kind of in the way for guys like that. So it, it doesn't evaluate just how smart you are all the time. But that's the exception. Sometimes it's not for people. That's the exception. I mean, there are a lot of incredibly bright people that uh, that go through, do uh, MBA, things like that. Now, I don't have an MBA, so take this with a grain of salt. But build not necessarily these mega companies, but everyday companies because of the experience and the knowledge that they gain that they can fall back on without necessarily having to go through and build a business from the ground up and build all of those connections. So I think that there is definitely something to be said for that experience, but to throw fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 per year at some sort of uber elite education that you come out and what are you going to do with it to dig out from? Mm. That's where the value discussion really comes into me. Maybe even a bigger problem than college costs is what's happened to public education in large parts of our country. There are a lot of people that come out of public schools nowadays that are woefully unprepared to take on the business community in a highly competitive country. They don't have a chance. Like Not the, all, but but there are some public school areas where the kids come out barely literate at all. I like the state of Georgia. I know we talked about this several years ago. I know other states implemented it as well. I think if you have a 3.0 or 3.2 GPA in high school and you stay in state, most of the free colleges tuition. pay free, free tuition. tuition. Yeah. 
That, to me, is a great incentive for mm-hmm. states to provide. Now, if you go out of state, obviously you're paying your full rate. Mm-hmm. But having the option to be able to go to college at affordable, you're certainly going to have to apply yourself in high school. Yeah, but, but that's fantastic. Yeah, Georgia's got it figured that's out. I had a niece who went to University of Georgia on that. Yeah. Paid no tuition. And that's a, that's a program that should be implemented a ton. I think the lottery in Georgia is how that is possible, if I'm not mistaken. I, I actually I don't know. We have a lottery here that was supposed to go to education. Yeah, it goes too. for the kids, and it talks about go, you know pencils yeah. and trapper keepers. Ooh, trapper keepers, <laughs> I like that. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, summa cum laude with two degrees, and I'm a poor. That's from the three one four. Okay. Uh, hey, Tim, I strung out Milton's Twink Frat Bros on so much blow and champagne and was so profitable at pimping out those otters' asses, I put it on my resume instead of my GPA. Oh, like that's where they're covering alcoholic from. <laughs> it's just real-world experience. Give us that text that of the day right yeah. there. <laughs> right. It's real world. Uh, let's see. I didn't finish my college degree until I was 10 years into my career. I finished it for myself and my parents. It was useless for me as far as what I do. That's from Doug's work husband. I thought that was from one of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, in this kind of business, you don't need it. In some careers, though, like Madison, I think her job gives the option of 50% if she wants to go get her master's or mm-hmm. something. I, I think that's a good thing to do. Get into your field and try to find a job that can help you extend your education as opposed to paying another 20, and, 30 grand for your master's if you don't have to. But she's learning technical things. She is she's unbelievable, by the way, and killing it. And she's in a national firm that's probably one of the most recognized. Yeah architecture and design firms in the country so it's it is different but i i said that from the get-go journalism it's not like joe roderick when i asked for an internship was talking to dan marshall and asking me my gpa and what extracurriculars <laughs> i did at western you know yeah. like I, different careers you know provide different things and you have to approach it in a different manner and i yeah. think journalism you just want to finish now when you're becoming a doctor and you're applying for a residency different. they're going to look more in depth probably talk to your professors a little more than in our situation, so. Mark is raising great points, and I completely agree with him. There are too many kids at Vianney to Smet and CBC who think they can make it big time but are much better off going the trade route, and there is nothing wrong with that. That's from Mr. Yeah. Licks. Uh-huh. Is that the deal? CBC is not a I trade school. I was making school. no comments about any individual schools. <laughs> High school seniors have no idea the long-term consequences of student loans. Yeah. We don't educate kids on personal finance, so I don't blame them for getting into massive debt. We've created a terrible system. What do you think about that? That's from the Hunchback on Castle. Uh, we've created a terrible system. I know that that's not what he's saying, that it's by design. But, number one, there is not a whole lot of financial education out there. Well, I agree with that. And that's what it is. It's... It's unfortunate because what we don't understand, we're afraid of, and something so important to our entire lives, it's not that you need to be in the weeds of everything, but at least have a basic understanding. So that's issue number one. Issue number two is we don't talk about money. It's taboo. Yeah. And so in addition to having that fear, there's also that place inside of us that goes, yeah, but I'm not supposed to even talk about it because it it's not right in our society to do that. So these are two very fundamental uh, obstacles to have people be able to actually learn about it and embrace it. Um, 
my son yesterday was talking about how he's going to be a freshman next year and they offer a personal finance class every year. Oh, is that right? Take, absolutely. Oh, God bless. And so ta- That's outstanding. Talking with, talking with um, college students, for example, I'm always impressed when somebody's taking a basic personal finance class. And again, to understand about the dynamics of, of you make this much money, don't spend every dollar. Right. I mean, that just something as simple. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are your thoughts on having a personal budget? I mean, it, it's something pretty basic, but it, I mean, I've found for me I, that, that it keeps you in line. I didn't start doing it until I was in my 40s, and I really regret that. But God, once you actually have to see the numbers, and it's not tough to do, there's so much software now that it just tracks it for you. My thought is I want to make any sort of budgeting process something that people can make actionable. I personally don't keep a budget. So I'm not looking at every single dollar and tracking against what I'm expecting to spend. Instead, I'm saying, here's what I'm bringing in. I'm going to save so much money as a specific dollar amount that I have to save every month. It's like a bill that I have to pay. Yeah, that yeah, way yeah, I know yeah, my yeah, savings yeah, goals yeah, are satisfied. Yeah, yes, exactly. It is, it's like a bill. It's not an option. It's a bill. Absolutely. Yeah. So my savings goals are satisfied. Then I spend the rest. Yeah. And I've got a cash cushion, and if I find that my cash cushion is growing, then, oh, I can up my savings amount, and I can do Define more. cash cushion. An emergency reserve, right. fallback money and what sitting you, in the bank. And what do you do, like X number of months yeah. of living expenses? Yeah, some dollar amount, and that's, that's something that I start with when I talk to people. What's your cash cushion? Let's figure out what that right. number is. Is it light? Is it right? Is it heavy? Where are you in that? And if I find that that's going up, then I can save more or I can spend more or do both. If I find that it's going down, I've got to make some adjustment to my spending. That means I'm overspending in some capacity. It's a budget. It's just not going dollar for dollar for dollar. So I think to your question, what's my thought? There needs to be some process, some methodology, and that differs for everybody. The most important part is at least having a foundational awareness of spending and saving and doing both, it's not one or the other, doing both and having an awareness of what's going to each and making sure that you're on track on both sides. There it is. It's Mark Hanna, Dougie's with Evergreen Wealth Strategy. That's the kind of knowledge you get when you call 314-889-0503. Mark, always wonderful to see you. It's great to be here. And uh, the hair is wonderful. The beard's wonderful. The voice is wonderful. What isn't wonderful, Doug? Where'd you get your hair transplant? Yeah, I fertilize. Scott's, you fertilize. Little Scott's goes God. a long way, and then a little conditioner. Yeah, two cups of water, one cup. That's of what it is. Yeah, you it? fertilize as well, Plowhawk? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've, I've been doing that since. Well, why don't we just fertilize? Yes, we should have. That's yeah, what I learned down. in high school: how to fertilize your hair. <laughs> Not <laughs> financing, but yeah. fertilizing hair. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mark Hanney's with Evergreen Wealth Strategy. There he is. Here's oh, sponsor here on TMA every Wednesday. Jeremy Rutherford. Brought to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0005. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Zero three. EDF is the sponsor of Doug's Hot Take Mittens. <laughs> and I think we might have a hot take that I just spotted on the Twitter okay, tweets. we get the mittens. Uh, Plowhawk, you're not happy with Taylor Swift's plane? 
I, 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 it wasn't a hot take. It's just <laughs> she, it says this is awful or something. Like I said she ain't the worst. Oh, let me get the glove. She took a, a flight from Cahokia to St. Louis. You're kidding me. No, 13-minute flight. <gasps> what, what is she doing Parks? in either one, and why is she I, here? I actually she don't know. Tokyo? Well, I don't know I thought why. she was going to Tokyo what and part? had to play a show, and then do you have to go through Cahokia to go to Tokyo? What part of St. Louis did she fly to? I mean, you could drive in less than 13 Said, minutes. Taylor Swift jet tracker flew from Cahokia, St. Louis, to St. Louis, Missouri, 24 hours ago. Approximate flight time, 13 minutes. So it looked like she flew to Chesterfield from Cahokia. Sorry. Oh, that would make more sense. It makes sense? Makes more sense than Cahokia to St. Louis. I, I just don't know how you could. If I'm a pilot, I'm refusing. I'm not, gassing, I'm not gassing up a PJ for you to, instead of driving 25 minutes, you're flying 13 minutes. I'm out. Well, but he's these people have gone out of control. He's a, Thirteen minute flight, bro. Get a grip I'm on sure reality. The pilot is a highly paid pilot who's got probably just that one job. He'll do whatever the hell she wants to do. I said if I went the pilot, I didn't say these you pilots wouldn't, you would should. not walk out on that job. You'd say yes, Miss Swift. Whatever you say, Miss Swift. Swift. I like the Miss Swift. I never thought about that. It sounds good. I'm sure they they probably didn't get very high off the ground at all. Just went right down 40, and there they were. <laughs> I didn't know this. Uh, Uncle Moose Knuckle says she had a guest appearance at Pops that ran late. Is that what it was? Boy, she'll play They anywhere. hid that under wraps. I didn't see one billboard about that the entire week, bro. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, do you want to support the EDF group as a sponsor of TMA? It's real simple. Do you have a fire extinguisher where you work? The answer is yes, you certainly do. So please email the EDF group at fire at theedfgroup.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at theedfgroup.com. The EDF group is hired and will prevent your facility from having hired fires. Experience the EDF group difference. Learn more at theedfgroup.com. We have the uh, design air, heating, and cooling email of the day coming your way in about, oh, six, seven minutes. I don't know. Jackson and I will head down the hallway. Uh, it's the final balloon party for a few days as I go to the Hamptons and uh, just recharge my batteries and keep yeah. the audience wanting more. Yeah. And uh, and then we'll do QFTA for the last time for a little while as well. Send your questions, comments, erotic stories in. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. And uh, yours can be read on the program, which will be on YouTube probably 1120, 1125, 1130. I don't know. Jackson no, uploads couldn't. that balloon party. Yeah. And uh, there are now 4,999 subscribers on the YouTube channel. Who's going to be 5,000? Who's going to be? Who's Is there gonna, some sort of prize? Whoever we decide. No, they're in. Oh. I'm not sure I subscribed. There you go. You can be 5,000. Why 5, don't you be number 5,000? I have to go check. Maybe I can beat you to it. I don't think I'm Ooh, Oh, here we go. Yeah. Big moment in show history. A... While you guys do that, I'll tell you about C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs. Okay. At Longo Biggs. All those fine gentlemen at our events. And they are listeners of the program. They are native St. Louisans. And if any of my family or friends are ever in an accident, I want them to call Doug Biggs and C.D. Longo at Longo Biggs Injury Law. They're online at Longo Biggs. Dot com. In a personal injury case, there can be a substantial amount of money on the line, and these guys know how to get you every last dollar possible. They're smart, they're tough, and they're aggressive. They routinely get high-dollar settlements, $100,000, $500,000, million-dollar settlements. You name it, they've gotten it while fighting for their clients. They're not the churn and burn. 
type of law firm. With Doug and CD, you won't be just another file lost in the shuffle. If you have any questions about your case, you'll talk to Doug or CD personally. And they will handle every aspect of your case the entire way. They'll get to know you, and you will get to know them. They're local, friendly, professional, and most importantly, excellent personal injury lawyers and TMA listeners. Native St. Louisans who care about their reputation, their business's reputation, and that is Doug Biggs, CD Longo, Longo Biggs, LongoBiggs.com. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. And think about that. I'm already subscribed. I yeah, so was I. But then I unsubscribed and subscribed again. Nothing moved. So oh. I think we need more than one. We're still at 4,900. Do you have a couple minutes? Can I plug something? <laughs> of course. Sure. You've never hesitated before. And there's well, I just want to ask. Learn. You've got... to... No, I want to ask of this charity thing. Um, first off, thoughts and prayers to Toby Keith passed away yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you know he founded He found Taylor Swift? His uh, record company yeah, has her. Yeah, signed her to label. her first label. Yeah. She was all over Nashville just trying to get a label, and he saw her and signed her. Um, anyway, uh, Megan Meyer Foundation coming up Saturday, April 27th, right the night right before the uh, Van Page Club Championship. I might be a little groggy. So there you go, licks, take advantage. Saturday, April 27th is our um, trivia night. Nice. It's going to be fun. Um, $25 a person or... $200 per table. We only have tables, uh, eight people on a table. Beer, soda provided, raffle prizes, all kinds of stuff going on. I came up with this idea for our table decorating. We always do a theme for this. Music. Come as uh, dressed as your favorite band, set up your table like a favorite band or whatever you want to do. So Doug, you can bust out the meat dress. Oh, oh nice. gosh. Yeah, bill, 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 bill. Yeah. Well, we all thought of music. I said Jimmy Buffett. But they said, let's just make it music in general. So that's good. Uh, so once again, Saturday, April 27th, if you want to sponsor a round, it's only 100 bucks. So you can reach out to me on Facebook or just send me a DM or a text if you want to be a round sponsor for 100 bucks. Um, or if you want to uh, volunteer, if you have any kids that want to volunteer, we need some volunteers to come on out. So anyway, you can sign up for a table now. Just go to megamarafoundation.com or .org. And you'll see trivia night. Just sign up your table and you're done. That's all you got to do. So, anyway. There it is. Saturday, April 27th. What what day again? April 27th? Yeah. There you go. There it is. MeganMeyerFoundation.com. We'll have the... uh, .org. .org, .org, I'm sorry. I say .com, too. .org. Sign up for April 27th for the trivia night. We'll have the design, air, heating, and cooling email the day in a matter of moments. And uh, then uh, Jackson and I will head down the hallway for balloon party and then back into this studio for QFTA. And then, uh, Doug, I just head out and just start just banging. Oh, do you? I do. I immediately, once I'm on vacation, I just start... Whoring whoring around? Drinking and banging. Walking naked to every store. (laughs) That older lady who... Wasn't a fan of my work. Drinking bag. And honestly, when I hear it, I'm not a fan of my work either, to be real. Yeah, you let her have it. Holy crap, what the hell. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, oh, I guess I'd be a little early for the uh, design air heating and cooling email of the day. Um, Let's see what the hell I got here. I'm already logged out of the inbox. Jackson, uh, what audio do we have? This Harrison Bader thing I see is your first question for the Little Piddles Wide Birth Wednesday, so maybe I should hear it to have an opinion on it. And it also tells me Wide Birth Wednesday might, might, do you feel like I might need to Venmo some people? No. I worked hard on this one. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, then I'm surprised Harrison Bader's the lead, but maybe well, there's I mean, something in it. It's just a prompt, you know. I think there's more to it. Okay, well, what, what do we got here? Uh, so Let's Bader look. was on Scruggs' yeah. podcast talking about coming up with the Cardinals organization. Speaks very fondly about it. Okay. Earl Scruggs? Savior. Every time I, I see anything related to the Cardinals, every time I ever see, like, a powder blue or a red, hmm. and it's associated with a card, I just I automatically have a smile and, yeah. like, a warm feeling about it because— I loved so much about my upbringing in St. Louis. I loved so much about everything behind the scenes in the minor leagues on my way up. Hmm. Um, all those years spent in St. Louis on that field, I just I could not have more love for that city, could not have more love for what me and my teammates accomplished in the uniform. We didn't bring home a world championship, but uh, we did win a lot. We did make it to playoffs a lot. We did make it relatively far a lot. Um, you know, I won my first gold glove in that uniform. Yeah. I made friends for life. I made teammates for life. I learned things that I will hold on to well beyond that game because of that uniform. Um, and that city, those people, my teammates, those coaches, everybody involved. I just, I, I loved so much about it. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like when you're in it, you're like, these are the days where like when this is gone, because everything comes to an end, especially in baseball, with how quickly we have this like bubble it's working. It's not, uh, and then it's gone. Yeah. That's how it goes, um, which is fine. That's that's just the beast. But it was it taught me so much because, again, when it came down to it, Yachty, who's grabbed me here a couple times because I needed it, mm. talked to me under. Wayno talking to me like we've been teammates for 15 years. Um, seeing Yachty move behind the plate, you know, seeing guys win silver sluggers, win MVPs, yeah. win gold gloves. I mean, like, that's what I want to be. Mm. That's what I want to do. Um, so just having those influences are just like, man, um, it was incredible. It really was. I miss Harrison Bader. I really liked him when he was here. You call him Harry? Why don't they get him back instead of Matt Carpenter? Did they go deep a lot in the playoffs with him? I, I'm, I'm not going to I wasn't for sure how long he was with the organization. 2019, they won a series. Okay. I guess that would be it. Was he active on the 2019 team? Probably. So they won one series, and yeah, that was going he deep a lot of times. No, I, he said they won a lot Had of games. No, he said he went deep in the playoffs a lot. No, I didn't hear that. I did. That's the first thing that perked up. I'm going, that's a lie. He was a really good guy. He, would, mm-hmm. he was the go-to guy in the locker room when no one else would talk. He would always stand there and talk. Forever. His personality was electric. If you've ever sat in the outfield bleachers, there are a lot of Harrison mm-hmm. Bader fans out there. I think he played for the fans and not the money. He actually might have been able to. Knowing his family situation, he might have been able to. Is he still with the Yankees? No. 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 He was with the Reds last Reds year. Still a free agent. Nobody signed him? Matt's He's Matt. back in New York. Matt signed him. Hmm. He looked weird in a red jersey. Yeah, he did. Uh, he would have been a decent fourth outfielder here. Went a third or fourth, wouldn't he? He's too young. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm Tyler O'Neill was on that podcast and took some subtle shots at Marmol. Mm. That's from Larry Thornton. I always thought O'Neal, or not O'Neal, but Bader tried too hard to be a home run hitter. As fast as he was, yeah. if he had just been a put-the-ball-and-play type of guy, I think he would have hit 40 points higher. But he swung from the heels, tried to hit the ball 500 feet every time he took a cut. Whose podcast was that? Xavier Sorrells. A former Cardinal. Former himself. Cardinal. Okay. Yeah. Why does everyone who, quote, loves St. Louis so much never actually live in St. Louis? Thanks, that's from Wedding Tackle. Uh, Doug? Well, do the, the former Blues players do. The former Cardinal players, not so much. They're living here six months out of the year, so I guess they can make a, an assumption living here six months out of the year. Harrison Bader's situation, and, and to his credit, it's not like he went around and talked about it, but, I mean, he comes from 
you know, yeah. I don't even know, 0.01% as yeah. far as... Big money in New York City. Right. I remember BSing with him one time. I go, man, I, I figure you got to love Jupiter. And he goes, I mean, Jupiter's great. He goes, but Palm Beach. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that's where he would... Mm-hmm. Going, All right. I, you know, I go over there as like a little tourist thing yeah. to see what's doing. And that's his... Like oh, okay. His family were friends with the with the billionaire class there in Palm Beach. Would stay at the Koch brothers' home. Right. Not, and I say <laughs> the Koch brothers' home as if it's the one residence. But I remember when he was a rookie, he drove up in that like light blue Bentley. Mm-hmm. And our, on all the major leaguers who didn't know what he was, who he was, like who, who got the Bentley? They're like, oh, it's a yeah. rookie. That uh, there's usually a caste system that you kind of move from the back of the parking lot to the front of the parking lot, and then eventually, if you're Molina, you just park in an owner spot. Or Mike Claiborne. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, ba- and yet, Bader was was down to earth, friendly guy. He could, that's the thing. Yeah, man. you can he, tell he's he, very intelligent when he speaks. Yeah, he's 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 like really, really a good guy. Yeah, he really really was. a good guy. Uh-huh. Really a good. Did a lot guy. of charity stuff when he was here. Did some substitute teaching even for a time. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really wish that, that he had hung on here. I really liked him. Of uh, course, guys, they got Harrison's a great dad is lead counsel for Verizon. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Also, there are no high-paying jobs. That's from Jugs in D.C. I don't know what that means. I think he said he said once that he or, was one of the— uh, Mark Hanna segment. He was one of the few players in the major leagues whose dad made more money than he did. Oh, is that right? There, there's not many of those. <laughs> Uh, he might have been when he was in the minors going deep. He's a friend with a buddy of mine. We went out in a group one night. Couldn't be a nicer guy. That's from Steve in Wildwood. Yeah. He's a chairman. Malaga yeah. tequila listener of the year. Yeah, that's all true. I'm going to brag. No, he was just offering his take on a guy that we all really just liked telling here. telling us he went out with Harrison Bader. That's what that was. That's all it was. Well, you've done that a few times yourself. I actually know these people. Well, he he must have known Harrison yeah, to go I'm sure, with I'm him. sure there's a story behind it. I just don't make up something. Hey, guess what? <laughs> I went out with this guy last night. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a story behind it. Uh, Steve, you want to share your story? 636-9014. There is no story. <laughs> You're going to poo-poo his little antidote? You of all people who claim to be good friends with everyone you've ever interviewed? Well, I become friends with him. You do not. I want to see Steve's follow-up. Maybe he'll leave a mic drop on <clears throat> balloon party. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the designer heating and cooling email of the day. Is that a gefilte fish loaf that my wife's father squeezed into his XL overnight dry depends? Oh. Or is he experiencing ulcerative colitis flare-up? It crowned and made its presence known to me. Shall I have a taste in straight out of his diapy? Is that a bit of dippins that I can slurp out of his catheter tube? Does it feel good when I jostle that hole with my nubbin? Thanks, that's from Tuts Agape. It's from who? Tufts Agape. Tufts Agape. Boy, he's new. I doubt it. A G A P E agape, A apostrophe capital G A P E. How do you pronounce it? Would you say agape? I, I don't know. Ludwig Aberg. Ludwig Aberg. Yeah, not playing this week. Swordfish tonight, Doug. By the way. Oh, nice. Not filter fish. You're gonna have a cooking show with swordfish. Are you? Yeah, cooking shows coming out. I don't know if I do a show. I'm cooking swordfish, but either. Oh, way. good. I love swordfish. Okay. 
Doug Vaughn here, <laughs> Doug Vaughn here, Doug Vaughn there, Doug Vaughn all over the place, dreaming about his love liquor all over my face. It's from Dirty Bird. Odd little Fil- filtered. Fil- I'm in the filtered file. Come on, Jackson. A lot of thought process went into that one. Dirty Bird. <laughs> I'm going to say something. Tim has B-B-E-N doing it right. Or maybe it's Tim has been doing it right since the day the doctor spanked him in the in hid behind but this email is Abby Miller. <laughs> in his behind. Clip that off. But this email is about the first time I saw an all guy gangbang. Mm. 1984. We were over at my neighbor Vince's house for a big hockey game on their driveway. My buddy Richie wasn't good, so he was the backup goalie for Eddie. Vince's dad and his triplet uncles were hammered drunk and really razzing Richie. Every time he would bring them beer, they would chant, Eddie's back up, Eddie's back up. After a while, Richie had had enough and started chirping back, and the uncles didn't like that and said they were going to teach him about respect. After the game, I found them all in the tool shed. Richie looked like he won the lottery because he was on his back with Vince's dad really giving it to him. Okay. And he was face up staring at six identical balls. Oh. Another, another incest story. It's great. Oh, they're identical, I guess, because they were triplets. And they're all having sex with one man. <laughs> Clip that off. <laughs> Doug, that's from a first, the first name's Ruben, Ruben, and then the last name is G-Spot? Ruben G-Spote. Morning, team. We'd like to give our sincere thanks for the hyper-localized HD2 Renters Roundtable News Hour this morning. We're the hood ornament on the clown car known as TMA, who rejected a 401k match program, broke down microeconomics, development, local government crime, and had almost taken an anonymous teenage girl from Facebook Marketplace to a midsummer pitbull concert. Boy, that's a throwback there. Thanks, that's from Tilly and Gus Grundlehorn. We're selling our Sherry's Berries coupon from 2019. If anyone is interested in a special Valentine's gift for that special someone, spend $2,000 on eight strawberries, get entered into a drawing to get the chance to sit in the parking lot and watch the TMA crew golf while it's spring training. Tilly and Gus Grundlehorn. <laughs> And finally, salutations from across the nation. What an honor it is for the show formerly known as Balloon Party, now just known as Tim McKernan, to be in the others receiving votes for Jason Barrett's top 20 mid-market sports radio midday shows of 2023. When does Barrett release his top 20 mid-market morning shows that most people stream or podcast, but are technically broadcast over HD2 from a windowless closet next to the pissa? You know, I don't tweet that often. Well, most you find often is tweeting over a dozen times in the last week. But you know, some of those are supposed to be DMs where I was making non-specific allegations about someone I have blocked, where I accuse her of treating me like S on no- numerous occasions. But I struggle with technology. I also went engagement farming on Sunday by posting the same cop boo rhymes with hockey joke five times but deleted all but one of them when I didn't get the likes I expected. 
sometimes I get carried away and post the same tweet over and over, and I have to go back and delete some of them, like the time I posted the word creepy in retaliation for some random guy calling me creepy for telling people to keep an eye on Emily Tosta, and I accidentally tweeted creepy at a hockey reporter but didn't realize it until it was called to my attention 17 hours later, so I deleted the tweet and decided to go ahead and fire a text at the hockey expert or hockey reporter who has no idea who I am, but I had his number because I booked him for an interview on 590 The Boot eight years ago. Oh. That's from Buck Swope, and Doug, that's what we have. Hey, Buck Swope. For the design air heating and cooling email today what you got email. normally i'm i'm very much against vile but i thought he was uh, quite creative today so i'll go for ruben Gespote. ruben Gespote. creative is the same thing every day well it was a little different today no this time it was a gangbang with a oh, family family okay uh, congratulations to the Grundlehards. Because uh, you know I'm going Grundlehards. Congratulations it, to the Grundlehards. And don't get me wrong, I thought Ruben was very good, and I thought okay. Buck's Hope was very good, too. But, uh, yeah, it's a Grundlehort season around here. Congratulations to the Grundlehorts. Jackson will be in studio uh, for the next seven TMAs, and he'll be doing a wonderful job. Uh, I will be vacationing in the Hamptons. Have fun. Enjoy. Hey, thank you so much. You're a gentleman, sir. Oh, yeah. Be heading, thank you. Uh, heading down to uh, uh, balloon party for the magic that is, and then we'll be back in here for QFTA, for Jackson, for the Plowhawk, for Kenneth Iggy Strode, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Elvin Vaughn. I'm Tim McCarty. This has been The Morning After, presented by Brown and Crouppen.